This is Ellen. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the short miniature gaming podcast where we talk about miniature gaming topics for however long uh, we roll on dice. All right, so I think I got one to start with. So both of us occasionally watch people talk about, you know, miniature games because we do a bit of that too. Yep. And a lot of it... It's basically what I talk about. That, politics, and uh, food. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I consume is on YouTube. So the people are, you know, showing themselves on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And they've got to have something in the background because, you know, we just have our houses in the background. But Uh it does add a lot to the ambience of, like, having stuff in the background. Mm -hmm. Some of them green screen, some of them don't. But, like, my preference is for where they have actual reality in the back. Mm-hmm. The question, though, is what would you build as the background for your gaming podcast if you could have whatever you want in the background? Oh, applicable to actually what we should do. Like it. All right. Roll that time. Or your insane ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have the dice. I better go for this. Three. All right. It's good. Good, good time. All right. So... Um, hmm. I'd say just minis, hobby stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be really cool if it's basically like, I don't know, you call those cabinets with like little, little sections, right? And then every time you have a podcast, you switch it up and put different minis in it or different and different boxes, boxes mm-hmm. and minis in the background, boxes mm-hmm. of, of product and the minis. So you would combine product with stuff yep. so yeah I, th- I think they just and it should switch up but depending on what you're into i don't know just switch up every once in a while just to keep it interesting and then then mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i think i'd probably want like a combination of stuff but not like artwork maybe just mm-hmm. like medieval weapons just to make it look like the room is like a weapons room but then miniature is like around really okay yeah yeah just i think there's too much i don't you wouldn't want too much stuff like when there's too much stuff in the background mm-hmm. it gets to be messy so i think just yep. a bit of open space around you but then sort of framed in the back with like mm-hmm. your your product combination of product combination of miniatures but then also sort of just like non-miniature versions of stuff just as because yeah the stuff is too yeah big. i don't mean like just like an entire wall of uh, like from far away with like little squares i meant just like six squares Right. Mm-hmm. And of course you're taking up a lot of that frame. Right. But just six squares in the background, probably mm-hmm. maybe there has to be more. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't thought about it too much with like, you know, miniatures and then maybe a book or, and then a product and th- that kind of thing. So in some ways, I guess a similar thing. I just think of it blocked out in squares is, is nice. Yeah. I think having sort of two lines of stuff next to you mm-hmm. or just like, product come out of games but then in the middle just like real stuff but larger just so it's not mm. so busy behind you mm. yeah yeah I, I think you're right that you, you can definitely overdo it so i think that's what i would ideally build if there's just a room dedicated to it and it's an excuse <laughs> so so do you think you could do that though like literally record in a spot where where there is uh i don't know a green screen a fake one or uh possibly just just uh that wasn't part of the question, but given we have time, I'm like, nah, no green screen, get get real stuff. <laughs> so you would set it up. So it's actually not too hard, you know. It's basically one set up. It's essentially just yeah. one wall. And it room. would be nice to look at as well. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be a wall that's nice to look at even when you're not recording podcasts. I feel like, I don't know, if you set it up just for the podcast uh, and you have to set it up every single time, that would be a pain. So your weaponry needs, well, my weaponry needs to correspond with the decor. So if you've got like modern <laughs> your decor. Entire, your, entire, your entire place has to now be filled with weapons no, and stuff like that. It's just the one wall, but the wall, uh, the weapons on the wall have to go with okay. your aesthetic. If you've got a modern oh, decor, okay. you need some like nice stainless steel samurai swords with like black like black wrapped handles. But if you've got more of like a, a pioneer aesthetic, you might go with like wooden <laughs> axes that have like nice wear on the handle, like they've been used. Okay, fair enough. If you're going like more eclectic. And if you're going favorite. more more modern, whatever, then you might put modern stuff. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We somehow filled in that, that last little point. So I, I know what, I think I, I will try to get that working. Maybe I will find a place. You have space to build a gaming wall. (laughs) I already have a wall that's mostly gaming stuff. I just need to reorganize it and and have it in a place where I can just record. Mm. I'll put this in the back. All right. All right. Next question. That was three minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want me to go for another one? Sure. If you want to. Oh, you said you had some. Yeah, I did. I just okay. put it into the sheet. All right, let's go on to my next one. Maybe we'll go two in a row. Usually, we no, we usually go back and forth. Go for one. Let's keep. Okay. Standard. How fast could you paint a miniature for fun, and what is the top tip for doing it? All right. Let's see what number we get here. Two minutes. Quick, quick time for a quick, quick painting. So I think I've mentioned before in other podcasts where I said I basically like learned from the contrast painting method mm-hmm. that GW was promoting mm-hmm. to like paint 80 miniatures in two months for skirmish games. You're like, that's okay. Insane. I don't know if I would do that, but, but I guess that's the general speed. What, what wouldn't you do about painting 80 miniatures in two months? What's wrong? <laughs> that's, that's just a lot, but yeah, go on. Oh, well, the, the technique was fast, so uh-huh. it got done. And so, so how much is that per miniature when you break it down in time? It was probably like an hour and a half a miniature to get to a standard. Okay, that makes sense. So the technique was basically priming them gray, wash them with black, zenith them with the air brush, mm-hmm. so all the recesses and undersides would have dark. I think there's some perp like under shading with the airbrush too, because it's so quick to do. It's just some like purples and blues or greens on the underside, like all dark colors. And then just do one like one pass of paint that's pretty thin. So it shows you have to go more saturated because obviously it's going to show through the gray than the color you're aiming for. So you do one pass of that. Then you wash the thing with something that's like a wash mixed in with a little teeny bit of paint, like airbrush paint. Mm-hmm to do the shadows and the wash, and then just either dry brush or do an edge highlight, and you're done. Fair enough. I feel like for me, it's about two hours for for fun. That's like, I, honestly, the ideal amount of time that I spend per miniature. These are crappy and, miniatures though. I'm not painting good miniatures here. No, <laughs> like, man. I, to me, my painting now is, I don't try to do it to the utmost of my level. It's just what's fun. Like this is a hobby, just do it for fun. And it's about, it's around, I think, two hours per miniature. Okay. And it's literally just the normal thing of 
but just less time spent. Okay, so I, I don't actually, so, yep. I don't condone using that technique for miniatures you, you really love. I, I would support doing more traditional painting where you just like paint yeah, the I don't do the zenith at all. I just do the, the, the straight color, then wash, and then highlight, and then fix up, and that, that's it. Zenith also for speed, anyway. All right. All right, that is the time, the max, the fastest time possible. Okay, so we've got lots more time left. So in terms of making things look good and not look good, mm -hmm. for often you want to like take pictures of your games either to show off or just, you know, because it's cool to have pictures of your mini games. Mm -hmm. Any like of your, what would your top tip be for photographing your miniatures while they're in the game? Okay, roll it. Two minutes. Oh my God, we keep going low. Top tip. Well, it's just top tip. Top tip, tip for photo. You got to get down down low and up close. Whenever I took pictures, I, I always had them too far away. Uh, and you really got to get them as close as possible to take picture and, and slightly above, just so that you only see the table and the miniature. Um, and basically as close as possible without getting blurred. That's it. Yeah, I think you actually nailed it. After seeing, like, for the longest time, I just saw people taking pictures of their game from above to try and capture everything. Yeah. But you actually capture nothing when you do that. The miniatures yeah. could be any miniature in your whole collection at that point. Yeah, like it's too far away. After people post some close-up that have something in the foreground and then something in the background, and with your camera, you can choose one to be in focus or one to be out of focus. It actually yeah. feels more like you're in the game, especially with what you said. Once you get down there to their level, you, it looks like you're actually in the scene once you get down to their level, as opposed to just looking yep. down from the sky with your drone shot. Yeah. Yep. And you get a much better uh, view just because like you, you're not seeing it the same if you take a camera picture from where you're seeing the table. So you're just not getting it. You have to get closer with your camera to actually see that basically the same kind of stuff you'll see from above. Yeah. And your tip of trying to keep the whole shot of just mm -hmm. everything that's on the table. So you don't see like the background. Yeah. So just tilt the camera down just enough that the top of the mm -hmm. picture ends at the edge of the table. So it looks yeah. like you're immersed in the scene. Those give yeah. some of the best pictures. Makes it feel, yeah, more realistic. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. All right, we stretched that out a little bit, but. <laughs> I could have kept going. <laughs> gotta, have, gotta make it. We made it to the two minutes. All right. I kept going, don't worry. <laughs> All right, so. What's the next one? Let's take, all right. I don't think I've asked this one. Uh, what terrain piece could you not live without? All right, let's roll high. Three, we're gonna end here. Ashley, no. Yep, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it. it. Yeah, yeah, we're three, two, three, two, three, two, three, yep. All right. What piece could I not live without? So this is things that I own. It, whatever. Ooh, forests. Honestly, they're definitely yeah useful. I'm just, in all I'm just thinking like because I built a bunch of new terrain, but I had to go make use of old terrain, and the stuff I kept going back and using was the forests. Because, mm. like I'm, like I'm trying to think between fantasy and sci-fi. But in reality, every time you play fantasy, you want that forest. Either, even if it's not right on the board, just sort of line the edge of the board with it to give like a backdrop to tie into our last question. Mm -hmm. This sort of just like 
frames the edge of the board with forest. Even if you don't want to fill it, it just makes it look so much more complete. More realistic as well. Yeah. So I would say. And if you're talking more... about the street and, and sci-fi, you have forests and like trees and planters, right? Mm-hmm. So it definitely fits there as well. Yep. So for your okay. your thing you couldn't live without for terrain. I hope I didn't influence you and wreck your your answer you didn't have. Uh, so I would say I generally think about from your collection, I would almost say your walls. Because your walls, you end up building buildings out of them, you end up framing the edge of the board you can't go off on. They're just mm -hmm. like you have so many of them that they become like something you can create anything you want out of. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're so versatile is the thing to put like, there. I, uh, your collection I wouldn't say the long walls, the, long, the, the tall walls that could be used as buildings. Mm -hmm. I, I, I actually don't think so. I think it's, it's the small walls, the scattered terrain. Well, I, I think they help fill in, they fill in building, short? fill in like fences instead. Short ones because, you mean, or tall ones? Yeah, like just fences. They help fill in tables everywhere. I feel like they're really useful. Again, like the trees, I guess. It's the kind of thing where you put them anywhere to fill things in. So, yeah, we have one more minute left. So I would say that because I've built two different types of fantasy terrain, one while playing War Machine and one now that we're playing Frostgrave, and yeah. they have a very different look. And the thing I found that I duplicated and went uh -huh. like painted, I had them from War Machine days, but I felt uh -huh. like I wanted to redo them with the new color scheme is the short walls. Like I went and bought more and painted more. Yep. So I can, I can agree they're useful because... Yeah, and even in, in depending on the, the type of wall, they can also fit in somewhat in, in modern or, or I guess in general sci-fi, you have special force field walls, but they function the same way, uh -huh. right? It's just a scattered terrain. I guess what we're saying is that the, the genre is a scattered terrain. You need some sort of scattered terrain, right? Yeah, I want my first- That said, I use a lot of buildings, just the square building. Yeah, I wanted to go to buildings, but it's actually just like- It's too many different types and you don't need all of the different types. But you can keep using the walls over and over. So yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Is that filled to the time, or do we have one more minute? No, we got it. All right. Uh, so yeah, that so was basically it. it. Those were all the talks we had uh, today. I'm sure we'll have more next time. Uh, if you have any questions you want us to answer, you can uh, uh, email us at uh, contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, or find us on our group at diceovereverything group at on Facebook. Yeah, tell us uh, any questions you got. We'll answer them to the best of our ability. Uh, or maybe we won't. If it's mean, then we will just ignore them. But most likely we'll answer them because we just want to want to hear from you. All right. Uh, this is being Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.